0: Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. As always, I'm your host, Dustin P., and on tonight's episode, we unpack the Season 8, Episode 8, Mid-Season Finale, entitled, How's It Gotta Be? But before we get into that, let me introduce you to my co-host. He is, as always, Genius McGee. Genius, what's going on, man? Just thinking how that's how it's got to be. Oh man, we we've got a lot to go over in this yeah, episode, we do. and for the sake of brevity, we dive right <laughs> into spoilers. So yeah. spoiler,
1: spoiler, spoiler. So this is your first time listening. You're, you're yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, your host. Yeah, you're
0: so w- with that being said, Genius, what was your first take on this episode?
1: I really fucking dug it, dude. It hit all the good marks of a good episode. Oh yeah. And even though it was an hour and a half long, probably an hour without commercials, one, I probably enjoyed it better because we had a dvr yes. So- yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so let's just go ahead and get that out of the Technology. way. Technology! <laughs> right? We probably got a little bit of bias because we got to fast forward through the commercials because there's a lot of fucking cliffhangers in this episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I really did enjoy this episode as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think, just like you said, it touched on a lot of points. It moved the story quite quite a bit farther forward than I thought it was going to. Brisk, especially for the the mid season point. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, we're only eight episodes into season eight, but it did move a lot of characters. It moved a lot of pieces on the board.
1: Yeah. Gave us a couple heartbreak moments and some it's a dark what the episode, fuck moments, right? This was a dark episode. This was this was Empire Strikes Back. Yep, it definitely was. This was the Empire Strikes Back of the Walking Dead. This was a, this is the way a season finale should. Be done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this was just like you said. I mean, this was good enough to be a season finale, right? But now we've just got the mid-season finale,
1: right? I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm pissed that it's not like next week, right. be Another episode.
0: And you know, one one of our mutual friends, he texted me earlier tonight. He was like, "Hey, did you watch? Did you watch?" And I said, "No, I'm going over to Genius's house to check this out a little bit later." And he goes, "Well, this was probably one of the best episodes I've seen in a while." And I go. Yeah, I go. Unfortunately, we had season three through five. You know, mm-hmm. so, you yeah, know, there was a lot of story building, a lot of character driving and whatnot. But, you know, let's just go ahead and dive right into it, man. Yeah. We, we, we first open up and we see Rick going to the sanctuary with the trash people. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, he finds out that they're not there anymore. So, what's going through Rick's mind at that point?
1: Probably what the fuck happened. Probably <laughs> fucking Terroritas. They're garbage. They're trash bomb. Yeah, and but you know what? With so Tom later, it was them, but it also was technically Eugene.
0: Yeah. So Eugene is going full on. Oh, I'm, I'm full on Negan. Right. You know, and he's full turncoat. But, so,
1: but thinking what Rick's thinking, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Rick probably doesn't know. No, but Rick doesn't know at all. There's there's nothing <laughs> like what the fuck. What, what's this fuckery about? Yeah. You know all the stuff and the things.
0: Yeah. So we see that the 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 saviors got out of the sanctuary. And then, just for like the first thirty minutes of the episode, I mean, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. You know, the Saviors launch a counteroffensive against not only Alexandria, right? The kingdom. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't get to Hilltop, but I think they're kind they of they, they're more strategically, right? You know, kind of screwing up the other pieces because they still want the Hilltop to produce for it. Well, like yeah, exactly. Like Trevor said, like gee, you got you're going to produce. So. And and for the people that are listening, I don't know. Just like what Genius said, I don't know why you would be jumping in on season right. eight, episode eight. But
1: fucking Steven Genius
0: Genius be. calls Stephen Ogg's character Simon Trevor from Grand Theft Auto because that's who he is. That that's
1: fucking Trevor. Yeah, he's most synonymous with he, that. So. He fucking killed it this episode. There was so many good like performances this episode. It's hard to like really say which one was better. Um... I really like the story arc that they went on with um, the generals. Yes. The different, the yes, different. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was
0: going to touch on that. Yeah, And can they stop making the bad guys so damn charismatic? Right. I mean, you've got Stephen playing Simon, uh-huh. or Trevor, uh-huh. you know, and he is just he exudes cool. I mean he kinda has the, the weird haircut and the handlebar stash. No,
1: he looks but so he's badass. Old school badass. He yeah, he looks so like so an old school badass. biker. Like yeah, like he would be great in like a like 70, easy rider, yeah. Like a seventies movie. He just like walks straight out of a seventies movie. I'm gonna fuck shit up, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm he, crazy. He's you know? charismatic,
0: you can't tell where he's coming from or going to. Right. Negan is the same
1: way. And in and the other one that I wanna touch on the total polar opposites of all of them Is that remorseful general Yeah The one that was that I can't, I, mean, I cannot
0: for the life of me remember his me name Me neither the, but, the one that goes to the kingdom
1: Yeah Cause he's oh, he's forever giving him a chance He's there like Alright if you don't bring it up I'm gonna start fucking shit up Alright in five more minutes I'm gonna start fucking shit up You're really gonna make me do this in front of the kids We don't Come have to do now. this We don't have to do this You know I mean like
0: Yeah I mean I'm I'm totally with you on that one dude It's just like you You've got like over the top Steven Ogg Right And then you've got diminutive You know Other general You know Right it's it's kind of like General Sherman and Captain Crunch,
1: <laughs> you know. So you, you so from now on, because I was even thinking, I don't know why in my head I was like, I just want to call that dude Captain Crunch. So now that's perfect. So from now on, we can't figure out what that dude's name is so fucking Captain, Captain Crunch.
0: Crunch. There you go. <laughs> All
1: right. So Captain Crunch, Captain, <laughs> he made sure that the, that the kingdom stayed soggy even in milk. milk. <laughs> So I mean, and and
0: he was at a he was at a loss as to what he should do, right? Because you know he is Negan, right. he has to ex- I guess exact some type of punishment for what's going on, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to do it, right? I mean, he still doesn't want to do it even after everything that's happened.
1: Do you think it's morality or do you think it's cowardice?
0: I think it's cowardice. Really? I mean, I think that they've been they've been the big kids on the block, the bullies for so long. Now that mm-hmm. they've got you know somebody, uh, uh, you know the little wimpy kid. Punched him in the nose, and now they're kind of going, "Oh my God, what do we do now? What do we do now?" So,
1: I do think I think I think it's morality because he's always been that way. He's always been like, "All right, stand down. There's no need for violence." And blah 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 blah. Even when like, so one, I really do do think he didn't want to kill anybody in front of the. Oh, I don't think he did either. I don't think he wanted to kill anybody. Period. Period. Yeah. Right. So I think it's just that's just. Him, but at the same time, you don't want to piss off Negan because he's going to go around and fucking blow everybody else's house up. Yeah. You know? every, every
0: other house, blow it up. Right. You know, I'm going to be in Rick's house making sketty. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> and, and, and just like I said earlier, man, I wish they would stop making the bad guys so damn charismatic. Right? You know, with, with Jeffrey Dean Morgan lending the, the gravitas he does as Negan, it's just, it's making it really hard to root for the quote unquote good guys, you know, because. Rick has kind of gone through this tonal shift, you know. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, they, they, they heard about this big kid on the block, Negan and whatnot, so they struck first, like we've talked about in, Cause in previous episodes. Because Greg,
1: fucking Gregory. Yeah.
0: But, you know, now we've got this, like, completely tonal shift with with Rick talking about, oh, you know, we need to kill him. You know, you're going to die, this, that, and the other. And he was always the, the preservationist, if you
1: will. Right. He was always trying to get things back to where they used to be. And, and... That being said, precursor, this whole Carl uh, being now being the morality. Yeah. Once you're the morality of the show... You die. You're, yeah, your days are numbered. Yeah. Dale. And, yeah. Herschel. Yep. You know, and... Gabriel, he's yeah. on his deathbed. Yeah. Fucking, it's any day now for Gabriel's him. Gabriel's about to see Jeebus, Right? <laughs> and fucking Carl, like we said, spoilers, if you yeah. not by now, he's about to bite the big one because he got bit by a big one. Yeah. So. so, I mean...
0: It's it's not looking it's not looking good for our coral, right? But um, you know, just to kind of go back and, and you know the different yeah, we, aspects, I mean, all yeah. Over, the the different aspects that we were talking about, you know, we have the kingdom under siege, mm-hmm. we have Alexandria completely blown apart. I mean, very similar to what they did with the governor and whatnot back in oh, see what was that season two, season three? Mm-hmm. So you know, you've got. You've got a lot of the the lot of the pieces kind of disjointed at this point on the quote good guys side, yeah. and now you've got Negan and the generals going after all of the little satellite outposts. You know, the mm-hmm. Kingdom, the Hilltop, and Alexandria. So, I mean, where does that put us? Where what does that put us with? You know, what Rick's thinking, what Michonne's thinking? Right. Where the the top uh, the top echelon of our good guys are,
1: and that's good thing for fucking Carl. I mean, Carl really stepped his game up. Oh yeah. I mean. And I mean, I was happy to see it
0: too because yeah, I, I think for he so, it. yeah, for so many episodes and actually so many seasons, they've treated Carl like a like a complete throwaway character. Almost get back in the house, Carl. I mean, dude, think about what happened to this kid. He gets shot, almost mm-hmm. dies, gets shot again, loses an eye, mm-hmm. has to kill his mom. You know, he's having to take care of his baby sister, yeah. having to reel back in his batshit crazy dad. Yeah. You know, all the time trying to have somewhat of a I guess you would say a normal semblance of a childhood or a teenager type years. Hmm. I mean, he sees Enid
1: trying to get the affections of a human cat, Enid. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he he falls. Right. You could say that he falls for Enid. I think I think that there's you know the romance aspect definitely working over time.
1: Yeah, but well teenagers. But you know what? Speaking of Enid,
0: teenagers in the apocalypse. There are no other teenagers on this show, right? Carl just want to get some. <laughs> Man, the man hadn't even got out of the batter's box yet. He just wants to get to first base. He hadn't even kissed a girl yet that hasn't, mm-hmm. that hasn't been of relation to him. Well, it's hard.
1: it's hard when there's only one person to have your eye on. Yeah, that's <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there.
0: I see what you did there.
1: Speaking of Enid, there goes negotiations with the Oceanside. Oh, yeah, so...
0: Uh, Aaron and Enid was, go go on their own little trek to try to get you know try to rally the troops and whatnot.
1: It was a touching moment. It, it really was. It, yeah, Enid and, because Marquard and Enid really haven't had that much to no, do.
0: No, no, not and, and they haven't aside, really had interactions
1: right aside from Marquod's boyfriend dying mm-hmm. and then really Enid just not knowing what the fuck to do. They've really just kind of been floating in limbo. Yep. But who's taking care of the baby now, Maggie? That's right. So anyway. Yeah they go on their little venture like hey let's stop at the hooch hill distillery yeah that's I'm, kind of a good idea though i mean hey
0: you you can you know what they say you know you can get more flies with honey but right? apparently you get people more shit faced with, with hooch the, foots yeah foots with the with, with, with the bathtub gin <laughs> so and i don't know if i would they want
1: made to the Farm, far <laughs> Got up a truck full We're going Oceanside to party Yeah
0: exactly It's like, uh, uh, it's like Coachella On Oceanside All
1: chicks Off the time. I'm right uh, uh. It's, like, it's like It's like An apocalypse Spring break <laughs> Like <in> 1987 <laughs> it's all... But it, it's just so It's just
0: so odd The but way that That whole thing Breaks whole, out Eat
1: the whole planet It was just It almost seemed like Uh oh Oops You know the Yeah whole, blah, 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 This is she just, you just came around out of nowhere, started it blasting pop. like she was Charles Bronson. She came out like My dice. <laughs> pop and know? and we find out it was the grandmother.
0: It was Cindy's right? grandmother, the the head of Oceanside. I'm like, you could have killed an underling for Christ's sake. No, you had to go blasting. You know, you had to go blasting the 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 queen mother of Oceanside.
1: At least go for an extremity or fire a warning shot. I <laughs> she, know she, she only had a stick. She she came.
0: Around that corner, gang pop pop, pop, pop,
1: pop, pop,
0: I mean, that was some straight out of Compton Thank shit you for right being there. <laughs> but yeah, you, you see Enid go full on like you just said, Charles Bronson. I mean, Death Wish. You know, so hey, grandma. And and yeah, I, I don't know if B Arthur could have gotten the drop on Aaron though after everything that's happened. I mean, he's he's a pretty formidable fighter in this in this apocalypse. I mean, hell, he was a scavenger right. before he joined. Scavenger. I guess I guess Alexandria makes everybody soft because it's like apparently he got beat up by an eighty year old woman with a stick. Right. So
1: well, but she was kind of a badass in her own way, but a hateful badass. But yeah, badass she was a in the very list.
0: hateful badass. <laughs> but so, like, and then Enid. Caps them so they're Oops. they're Oceanside's property now. So. Yeah, or like it's
1: a new dawn, a new day. You know, like ding 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 ding. Oh, I don't
0: think that's gonna happen. No. I don't think they're gonna start singing show tunes and holding hands and galloping, <laughs> making s'mores and shit. But yeah, like we, Liberation Day. Yeah, or something. We, we've got we we've got some interesting things playing out in season eight, the 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 second half of the season that comes back in February with Oceanside, Fuck. because Oceanside has a hell of a lot of guns.
1: Fucking calamity, Enid. Yeah, I was just like,
0: wow, um, that. Not even you know, like, hold. I mean, dude, yeah, it wasn't even like you know, stop. It was just like, blah blah blah. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, okay, Enid, calm down there. Um, so so we know we're. I guess we're going to be assuming that Aaron and Enid are going to be locked up in Oceanside Jail for, Mm -hmm. oh, the foreseeable future.
1: Down by the riverside. At least I have to listen to
0: Easy Street. So I mean, I, I. I'd I'd go crazy if I had to listen to that. So, you know, then we we see the assault on Alexandria with Negan. Mm -hmm. And... Apparently, they must have raided like a national guard armory because <coughs> they had grenade launchers and all kinds of shit to blow up stuff. It was
1: crazy, and where did they get all this Because they had the bit'cause um Ricks and all of them's got the um the big the machine big guns. guns machine guns so I mean they must have not raided the outpost very good or they must have kept a bunch of them in the sanctuary you yeah, know we we just we
0: don't we we never really saw the armory in the sanctuary so yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to see um then we see Jerry, you know, and this was an audible moment for you, you know, they kind of go, Carol and Jerry and Rick all kind of go off to the different outposts. And
1: that was a cool shot with just like the, like, just the silhouette and then boom, out of oh, nowhere, yeah. Jerry getting yeah, popped Jer- by. Yeah, Jerry
0: get T-boned by another car mm-hmm. and he gets taken captive by, by Trevor and the, and the other saviors, so... I mean but you, you were like, audible about that man you didn't want Jerry to die. Yeah,
1: I was like and no. he didn't and he,
0: he didn't right. so you know but
1: then, but fucking the surrogate buck flowers in the back like hobo fodder. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Cuz he had one line good for him, right? Yep. Good for him for having a line, but you know you're going to die. If you're like that was, that big long beard and stuff is the equivalent of a red shirt
0: yeah. on walking dead. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. You're yeah. you're the ensign. You're the you're you're the away party for Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. that's if, exactly it. If
1: you're in a party with people who are like big characters, and you're like, hey, it's bit, hey, hey, I, I like, got a line, right? I, I need to write a bit in the front seat. <laughs> Do a vanilla twist, please.
0: Yeah, boom, boom. They hit a tree and they go flying <laughs> out of the car. So yeah, I mean, we we get to see quite a bit of you know different was- aspects. You know, Maggie wants to save Jerry. He, Simon is is going all balls to the wall, you know. Hey, you know, you are going to go back to Hilltop and you are going to continue to produce in the bread bowl of yeah. the American Heartland.
1: Yep. So, I mean, that was such a good scene. That was just, yeah. This it whole, was tense as it, shit. It was and even even the breakups because normally like the boom 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 boom, uh-huh. the, it normally gets in the way, but it worked this time because it it, it made, really did it made the tension more palpable because it just kept adding the tension when it came back. Um... I really like that one. Um, I really like the assault on Alexandria. The Kingdom one was cool too. Yeah. Uh, the all the, the all the set pieces were just good set pieces. Yeah. The, let's talk about the Kingdom for a little bit. Okay. Just uh, rounding up everybody and then King Ezekiel like a ninja. There's been a lot of ninjury yeah. going on. N- ninjury. Carl, right? Carl did some ninja shit to this episode, and King Ezekiel did some ninja shit in this and episode. Carl
0: Carl was being super super smart. Yeah. You know with what he was doing because he. He he formulated this plan. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was like, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. Michonne's trying to protect him still. And he goes, no, this is my show. Right. All we have to do is survive tonight.
1: Exactly. You know, Just like you
0: even said. Yeah. All we have to do is survive tonight. Mm-hmm. So he finally gets it through to Michonne. He kind of goes off. He distracts Negan long enough to le- to allow the convoy to. Drive
1: through. I mean, yeah, set up kind of by Dwight. Yeah, but to
0: to drive through and set up the set
1: up the blockade. That was a good speech that Carl gave. It you was. Know, that was really. It was well done, and even got to Negan. It really did, especially the part where he said, "You know, well, is this who you wanted to be? Right, killing a kid. Yeah, right, just to prove who you are. Yeah, and that really was like made that really made them stop and think." That's good to knock his ass down and peg her two It, it is a psychological game You know Yeah he's, and, and Carl shit. played it very well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go oh you little shit you played me Yeah mm-hmm. But um cause, but when, The back of the ninja shit He totally did ninja shit when he was escaping He got that like smoke bomb Yeah the smoke grenade Yeah and he was covering his tracks mm-hmm. with yep. the, the bomb And then he's like Just hides in the sewer and becomes a chud And then <laughs> I'm telling you the, the Alexandria turned into the chud but the kingdom. One thing I found really interesting about the kingdom. Um, one brilliant plan by Ezekiel to save the day by uh-huh. lighting up and then letting everybody out. Um, but I found it interesting. At the end, he knows that he's probably on his way to die. He knows that he's getting his ass beat right then, but he's still smiling. The yet still I smile mm-hmm. just kind of brought back whole yeah. like thing. I love that theme about totally team Ezekiel day one
0: and and I think a little bit of what he might be thinking is is that now he becomes a martyr for his people to fight mm-hmm. for truly a you know now he now he becomes not necessarily the person he becomes the idea embodied in each of them right you know because he he led the other warriors to you know slaughter at least that's what he thinks mm-hmm. you know so he's he's guilt ridden with this. But now he's saved the other the other people that remained. Mm-hmm. And and they're gonna follow his lead, if not physically, they're gonna follow his lead by, you know, utilizing the spirit of him mm-hmm. or, you know, his teachings and you know saying, Oh well, I gave myself up for you almost like, you know, I hate to bring Christianity into it, but almost like a Jesus figure.
1: Right. And especially when you have the whole um king religious type, all that. Right. There. You have that motif going on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I, I definitely think that he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I don't think he knew that
1: Morgan was on the other side of that wall. Interesting. That was very interesting. I wanted him to fuck shit up. Morgan cop between the two, they probably could have took a lot of them out. I think they probably could have taken all of
0: them to be yeah. quite honest with you. I mean, because Morgan, Morgan's a certified badass. Whether it be with a, a knife, a bow staff, I mean, straight up Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, but
1: bow staff skills.
0: But uh, you know, Morgan. Morgan knows when to pick his fights. That's the mm-hmm. thing I liked most about Morgan, is that he won't go into things just kind of half-cocked and ill-thought-out. So mm-hmm. maybe he hides in the sanctuary truck that takes Ezekiel back, or you know maybe he hijacks that. I don't know. We'll have to see in the second half of the, uh, right. Of the season.
1: Right. Um, Rosita, she had an interesting play today. In this episode, one, she was like, hey, we all fuck up. Let's Uh just try not to dwell on our fuck-ups and move on, which was smart when she was talking about it. And she still reached out to Dwight knowing full well that she still has that anger and hatred. She was like, look, come on. Yeah, because you could tell
0: Tara wanted to kill him. Yeah. You know and for so what happens.
1: yeah. And they're like, okay, let's finish this, and then we'll then we'll fuck shit up. One, but good on Norman Reedus for taking his cut back. Fuck yeah, the angel
0: wing cut. Do I? Because you know he you know he was stewing over that shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, you, must, you took my bike, you took my cut, and I'm taking that shit
1: back. Ride with Norman Reedus, right? <laughs> but <clears throat> no, one. I hope uh, this goes well because Dwight has totally redeemed himself in my eyes. You know, I think for the characters
0: in the story, though, I think he has quite a way to go. Right, but now, but he straight up fucking
1: capped what?
0: Yeah, five or six of yeah. the saviors in that yeah.
1: convoy. Smart, because you would think, you know, like sometimes I see in the movies, and I'm like, if you're going to turncoat, fucking fucking fire back at them. Yeah, you know? do it
0: while you're on the same side of the the barricade. Right, you know? fucking
1: in for a penny, in for a pound. You know, fucking just go for it
0: if they're so, going to find you out because mullet man is going to you know going to break
1: silence i mean right? you, you might as well just go all in i mean and speaking of eugene good on him he's still an asshole but good on him in terms of the dynamic with father gabriel uh-huh with father gabriel and the doctor and all he goes you know what i just need to sleep at night yeah. because you know he totally feels guilty for turning coat on on his on his trial and companions you Yeah, know?
0: and i mean he he's wrestling with that but he is a he is a weaker character physically, so he understands that you know he needs people to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, intellectually, I think he's—I don't think he's trying to run a game here. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I just think he's—he's he's trying to do what's best for his conscience. Yeah, you know, in regards to letting the doctor and, and Father Gabriel go, or alluding to letting them go. We still don't know if they make it out or whatnot. But I think—I um, I think he's doing it more so to calm his conscience. You know, his conscious self, as opposed to yeah, I mean, know. it's
1: easy to join the dark side, but then staying in the dark side, you got to like feel a bit, a little bit better. About yeah, apparently, or, you have to you know, kill like,
0: younglings or whatever right? in the Jedi Temple. So. I mean,
1: you can't be evil all the time, you know. <laughs> so, you might as well let the doctors go. You know. Yeah,
0: and he had uh, again had one of the best lines of the of the whole series. Catastrophically crapping his khakis, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the just alliteration
1: like, was so well delivered.
0: Yeah, and it's it's the way that he he delivers those lines, the alliteration, and it was just like it was so out of nowhere for me. I was mm-hmm. just like, what? In the hell did he just say? So, I mean that that was a that was a, a light moment in a very very heavy episode.
1: Yeah. You know what else was a light moment? Carl Wriedt, weird. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, he did. He, I when mean, he was writing when, like his. When like, he wrote "dad," it was like it was like it was like upside down. And even for me, I'm left-handed, so I see like you know people write different all the time but with their left hand. But he wrote a left-handed way on his right hand.
0: And he yeah, and he did it like upside down upside because down the, way he, the, yeah, yeah, the like way he did he the yeah, the way he did the D
1: was trying to to do so. It was just weird. Now let me ask you
0: this. Did you think that he knew he was going to die today because he got the the card that Enid had? You know, he got the he wrote the letter. He he wrote the letter to his dad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, every interaction that we saw with you know Carl and Rick, it was very ominous. Every yeah, pretty much absolutely. every interaction, not even necessarily Rick and Carl, but every Carl interaction we saw was, was very ominous. ominous. So,
1: right. I mean, what do you think? I think. I think not that he that he knew he was going to die, but I think Negan said, "You're ready to die." Oh yeah, he goes, "You're just ready to." He goes, "You're ready to die to end this," you know. And and he was. He goes, "I've seen enough bullshit." Because when he was even saying at the beginning, "Are we going to be the people who kill, or are we going to be the people who save?" I mean, like, not to say that they're the saviors, but I mean, there's a there's a big difference. Yeah, there really is. So, right. So he was ready to not himself become a martyr. But almost, like, really die for his convictions. And he just succumbed to it. He goes, if I have to go, I have to go. I, I think he just finally got
0: fed up with living in this world. Yeah. I really do. I mean, yeah. because he saw his dad change so, so, I guess you would say, he did a complete 180 from the person that, that Carl knew in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back to, like, season one, when Rick leaves Atlanta and goes into into the hills... Yeah, you know, that moment where Carl sees him again, and they're you know have that father son moment to seeing what what's happening with Rick now. I don't think Carl wants any part of to do with that dad. No. You know what I mean? He because all Rick's so focused on is just killing Negan. Yeah. he's he's not even really focused on saving everybody else. He just wants Negan dead, and it's for what happened with Abraham and Glenn. So it's like, yeah, would you really want to be around that? I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, think,
1: I don't think Rick has gone that far. I think he's doing it... We all know it because of the guys to protect everybody. But I think he's trying so hard to protect Carl that he's forgetting Carl. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Carl, one, he's at that point where he sees that nothing's changing. Yeah. And yeah, it's just the a, violence is, is beginning not nothing but stop, more violence. Right? He, so he goes, we have to take a stand. And if I have to say, if you're going to kill a kid... Go for it. I think he was, he, he wasn't planning on dying, but he was ready to go. You know what I'm saying? He goes, "I'm Yeah, gonna.
0: he was ready to sacrifice
1: he himself. Was, he was just ready to roll the dice and see what happened. Yeah, and, and really say, "Hey, if you're willing to kill a kid, go for it. I'll take your place." Because this is bullshit. Plus, one, he had to make sure that there was cause of diversion. Yep. And he had to delay him long enough. Yeah, and knowing Negan, if he's going to kill somebody, especially that high of a rank of Carl, he's going to put on a show. And that's going to give him plenty of time. And it'll fucking work like a T. And he had that shit down a lot. So I think he didn't know that he was going to die. But every now and then we have a bad feeling. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes it's going to get your shit in order. Sometimes you got to be ready to go when it's time to go. Right. And- so I think this... Because you have to grow up quick in the zombie apocalypse. And the shit that he's done in the past, like you said, he had to grow up like that. So he's already an adult when he was 13 years old. Yeah,
0: exactly. He's a 13-year-old adult is is what happened. So, I mean, I I think, you know, with what you were saying, I think he had everything in order. Everything was ready to go. I I really just think at this point he's just so tired of of seeing what's happening that he just wants to, to be done with it. But on the flip side of that, I mean... He has a tie to Judith. He has a tie yeah. to his dad. He has a tie to Michonne. You know, Maggie, all these people. And I, I think he finally, the reason why he offered himself up was one, for the distraction. Yeah. But the other piece of it too is like, you know, he saw
1: what happened to Glenn and Abraham. Yeah. You know, so it's like... It's going to keep happening and eventually it's going to get to him. So he was doing his Sunnyland and Last Stand. You yeah. Know? He rolled the dice. Yeah. And he was willing to accept whatever the, the outcome would be. And that made him stand out as you're a man my son you know what i'm saying because yep. he was just ready to go ready to just do whatever needed to be done for his family and everything so because one like i said the distraction i think that was his main thing and so bravo smart plan and he even served himself like this is my plan we're gonna do it this way yep he was the shepherd when they were lost it was just like well, what do we do i don't fucking know i did, or did. Terry Reedus, was it our fault? It wasn't our fault, was it? I mean, if it is, yeah. let us know. Blah blah blah. I mean, you know they done, You know they know they fucked up. And I, I couldn't tell when when they get down into the sewers,
0: you know, and, and we got to jump back about five minutes before the sewer piece of it. Right. But when they go down into the sewer, Rick sees Judith far off in the distance, uh-huh. with you know, and then he sees Dwight and he's like, "The fuck are you doing down here?" Kind of gives him that huh look, uh-huh. and he sees Daryl. So I'm, I'm wondering, does he know? Because the look that he gave Daryl was like, you're an asshole. He gave him the... ego. Yeah. he, he goes, this he gave, is your
1: fucking fault. Yeah, he
0: was like, this is all you. Yeah, so no, exactly. He fucking, he
1: fucking knows. He even but,
0: it, it, but it's even weird the, that he would know because they weren't there at the same time. You know what I mean?
1: No, but he knows that... Here's the thing. He, he knows that Daryl's ready to fuck shit up. Yep, You know, he knows that, right? Yeah,
0: because Daryl wanted to go over and blow a hole in the wall and let and, them all in. And what happened? There's a hole There's in a hole. hole in the wall, and let man. them all in. So fucking... Tr- oh, that, that might be how Rick put it together. The trash trucks were from Alexandria. There we go. Uh,
1: well, there we go. So he, fuck- he fucking knows it was terroritas.
0: Okay, so that that explains the look. I didn't even put that, that together like until we started talking through it.
1: Because that was a death glare. That was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he's like... I'll beat your ass. They took my stuff and things, now we're chuds. You know? it's <laughs> We gotta live in the turns. Right. And uh. the pee. Mm. I fucking... Everything about this episode worked for me. Yeah. Uh, even all the little stories. I love how they intertwined everything. Because the Eugene part was only maybe about, in total, ten minutes. Yeah. If maybe that, that. The Rosita exchange... I still think Rosita's gonna be one of the strongest players she After needs to be said and done. she
0: needs to be because they they hyped they hyped that relationship up with Abraham so much right, and then when Abraham was killed, she is just kind of aimless. I mean now that Sasha's gone, there's really no tie to the the love triangle right and now with Eugene on the other side, there's really no reason for her to i guess be a
1: you know. Be she's, kind of a tie that binds? Well, she's... She, I know, so where does that put her? Because, one, she is a total badass. Yeah. She still wants revenge on Negan. She probably probably now wants revenge on Eugene. Oh, yeah. I because, think everybody does now, that because everybody keeps saying that, you know, Eugene led the Walkers away. Right, exa- exactly. Because she heard it say, like, Eugene did this. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. exactly Tara Rita's, it was Eugene yeah. too. And so she's like, man, fuck Eugene. So you know what once again, in for a penny in for a pound, man, if Abraham's gone and she does has no loose ties, team Negan has another person she fucking hates, yeah, you know,
0: so there we
1: go, and maybe may- she'll, may-
0: maybe she turn coats just to kill Eugene,
1: maybe she'll strike up a chord with fucking uh Rickety cricket, you know, <laughs> like uh Dwight, you know, yeah so, you we get weird right <laughs> so I don't know, I hmm. Tara and Norman Reedus need to get their ass beat. Oh, yeah. Hard. I mean, they, it was a great, great plan. If they
0: just fucking would have waited. Because even Maggie alluded to it. She goes, they will surrender. Maybe not today, but they will surrender when they run out of food, run out of options. Right? They were
1: running out of all of it. They said options, that, right? Food, in the- water, and it's just like, ah. And speaking of Maggie fucking after the hobo gets killed
0: holy oh.
1: Maggie was whole wow. fucking blooded, man. She's like, You come here now. That's why you don't fuck with a farmer's daughter, dude. Right? And then he he's didn't
0: lucky to he take a pitchfork to the head.
1: Right? Because Gregory was like, Gregory was like, How come he gets to be out there and I can't? he goes, You'll see. Like, I got a cupcake gun, I'm gonna do shit. Bam! Like, like, goddamn point blank. And it's like, Holy shit. And it
0: was completely reactionary. Because it is. It, you, could see, you could see when Maggie's walking away that she, she is visibly kill, distraught.
1: She goes, They killed one of
0: ours that we haven't even begun now. And. It was awesome what she wrote on there. You know, the we have 38 more. And I was like, "Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, Maggie's playing
1: her cards." Mm-hmm. So, and she goes, "You know what? We're going to play their game right now. But we're going to fortify ourselves because this is going to be the where the last stand is." Yeah. And she's totally right. Yes, yeah, the because Alamo. Exactly. She's uh, Is
0: there a basement in the Alamo? <laughs>
1: Before you guys at Alexandria. But, <laughs> but Uh no, she's 100% right, because now the kingdom is new uh, new savior. Yeah. His new savior Alexandria
0: head. is now a hole. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, a smoldering it, ash, Pete. And even if it's not there, it's going to be filled with fucking walkers. It is. I yeah. mean,
0: and that's that's actually what you see toward the end of the episode, yeah. where the walkers are starting to walk into the walls.
1: Before Michonne went on berserker mode and fucked that dude up right now. That's what face. I wanted to
0: get back to when we God started talking about the damn, sewer.
1: God! Damn!
0: This guy grabs Michonne, Michonne drives him back into the thing and just reactionary, I mean, you could tell Vroom, how Michonne just, got her groove back. I mean, because she straight on just yeah. knocked him up against the wall and
1: then went right yeah. through the eye. I was like, <laughs> holy hell, that's awesome. Because she's been injured, she's been on the disabled list for a long time and then the fact that she got into fucking berserker mode mm-hmm. was just like, ooh. but then, but you, to see, like, she finally started settling down you know she finally started like wanting to build a life with Rick and Carl and all that shit and finally to see she was ready to to live again basically yep and then to see it go up in fucking flames literally and physically in every way it could be you yep. know and and she was she and was then she very Rick was dead. I mean with dust calls, nobody could find it so here comes Negan sashaying in you know so i and don't know
0: can we talk about the fight sequence between
1: Negan and Rick okay so Negan
0: beats the shit out of Rick for a little bit and I I'm so I am so distraught and and so just unbelievably bewildered by how much Rick cannot fight. Got his ass <laughs> kicked by Shane, got his ass kicked by Daryl. Negan has beat his ass on more than one occasion. And he finally gets the ba- he finally gets a hold of Lucille. He could have ended he- right fucking there. And he could have beat
1: the shit out of him. And he hits him with the end. Hit him with the barbed wire part. Exactly. He hit you with the barbed wire part a couple of times. You know what? That's the fucking thing. It was kind of badass to see him hit him in the throat. That was kinda cool. Yeah, but I'm just like, but, but at the oh, same time Rick, it's like, rip, you know, you could have fucking done a one-two combo or something. But see, that's the thing. Rick put his stats into shooting while Negan put his stats into physical. So that's what so happened. So
0: Rick's at like a thirty percent physical, ninety percent accuracy.
1: Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, Rick's more of a shooter.
0: So, yeah, I mean, that that fight sequence was awesome. But he can kick ass when he wants
1: to. I, I dug that fight
0: a lot. Uh, I mean, he even got his ass kicked by the governor. That's I mean, he, true. Got, he got his ass kicked by Colonel Sanders and an eye patch. <laughs> I mean, come on now. He did.
1: <laughs> Rick has been getting his ass kicked in the entire apocalypse <laughs> Rick since got his day ass one. Of, since he got his ass thrown out of the window of his own house. That's got to be embarrassing. That is true. That's I mean, who's going to fix that? Right, well. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's going to let in a
1: draft, a little bit, a little bit.
0: So yeah, we've got a lot to talk. uh, You know, coming into season eight, the second half of the season, Um, we've touched on Ezekiel, we've touched on Maggie, Morgan, Daryl, Tara. Oh Jesus, who else? Simon,
1: yeah, Dwight. Trash people, trash people were in there. The trash
0: people were just trashing it
1: up again. I mean, they just they just left. Trash. I I love the trash people. They're so weird. I want to see more. I hope there's a lot more.
0: We touched on Oceanside. Yeah, we touched on all three of the the main pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, the kingdom, the the hilltop community, and Alexandria, or as I like to refer to it, the hole in the ground. Right. Uh, we even touched on a new a, a new backdrop: the sewers. Right.
1: <laughs> so, I'm telling you, the chuds, and like, I like how Carl said, like, I let him here, but ta da! Yeah, you know, that was that was that was like I knew that he was staggering around, and you called it. Yeah, You called I, it. Yeah, and but I mean, and that was, signs... that was completely
0: that was completely spoiler free, by right. the way. But when
1: all the signs were there,
0: yeah, I mean, it was it was very heavy on the Carl references mm-hmm. on him. Uh, on him trying to figure things out, you know, and and try to get everything taken care of, um, it was just it was almost it was almost telegraphed, yeah, by the way that they were going to do things. So I'm just kind of interested to see what happens with the second half of the season, you know. So
1: Rick's going to fuck shit up.
0: Oh, dude, he's going to Rick go, is going to fuck shit. He's up. He's going to go full on Wolverine berserker mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and we see that full in frontal the, assault. Yeah, and we see that with the snippets of. You know, the, the new ones and whatnot. So we get to see what exactly happens there. So I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah. So, like we've done with all the other episodes, on a scale of 1 to
1: 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? I really fucking loved this episode. It was super good. I'm gonna give it... It was telegraphed, and I did see it coming, but it gave me enough, like, oomph, bang for my buck. And once again... Okay, so partially, I'm gonna say 9... Okay. I'm going to give it a nine, but eight and a half if it wasn't for DVR.
0: Ah, yes. Because, you know, I understand it that they helped. have to pay the bills. It I have to the pay the bills. I, I get it. But not every commercial break needs to end on a cliffhanger or right. a stinger. Although, so,
1: Red Machete was good. Red machete. I would like
0: to talk about that because. <laughs> red Machete was good. Jeff, Jeff Kober is one of my. <laughs> Easily that, my that favorite actor. That
1: was a good like in, thing. In, yeah,
0: thing. Now we now we actually realize where Rick got the red handled machete from. Yeah. So <laughs> claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I dug, it. I dug and, it. And to bring back Jeff Cober is just Hey, I'm all for it whenever you it, it can was, bring it, it back.
1: Was a good, it was a good one. So, like, sucks though, so many commercials, but good thing for your Red Machete. Yeah, exactly.
0: So. so, with that being said, you're going to go ahead and go nine, eight and a half. Nine,
1: eight and a half, depending on DVR or not.
0: Uh, this is actually one of my favorite of the episodes of the season. So Absolutely. I'm going to go eight and a half, uh-huh. you know, sans yeah. DVR, with DVR, whatever. Uh, but I do want to remind all of our listeners <laughs> That we will be coming back in mid-February With huh? the recaps of, this, of the second half of Season 8 uh, But with that being said I'm Dustin P on, a, on behalf of Genius McGee
1: I'm going to go live in the sewers